0: In this episode, Chris Casey turns 50. My best friend and co-creator Mike Davis and I sit down to record Two American Friends Part 2. I'm Chris Casey, and this is Sea to Shining Sea. Welcome back to See the Shining Sea. I'm Chris Casey, and this week I am back where I was last fall, back in my home state of Iowa. Yes, Field of Dreams, is this heaven? No, it's Iowa, and it's actually a very, very nice day here in Iowa. Why am I back here? Well, I've kind of reached a milestone. It's my 50th birthday, and I'm celebrating with my best friends. I'm actually with one of my best friends. You guys met him a few episodes ago. Welcome, Mike.
1: Hey, how we doing,
0: Chris? (laughs) You guys might remember Two American Friends where uh, Mike and I, Mike, my co-creator of this wonderful podcast, which we now have over 500 downloads, man. That's awesome. That's great. And it's nationwide. I'm on a nationwide and worldwide, I should say. Shout out to, we we have people in Germany now, and Belgium, and France, and of course, our friends in the UK. Cheers to you. And just so you know, we are uh, we are imbibing in some uh, uh, barley pops, as you would call yep. it. But uh, we have a fun episode planned today. Two American Friends, the sequel, or is, what did you call it? Part Duh. Part Duh. <laughs> <Or de. laughs>
1: I took French, but it was
0: more Duh. Duh more fits us, yes. So what we're going to do, Mike's actually going to kind of be the uh, the moderator, since it's my birthday, and big shout out to Mike and his family for Having me back and, and everything they're doing this weekend, I can't wait to see everybody. We're having a little uh, shindig later. The good Lord has given us great weather. I actually brought it from North Carolina. At least I try to make that. We appreciate assumption. that. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna pose questions similar to our last one. Uh, Mike found an awesome list of life interview questions, and we're gonna go through our childhood, our adulthood, a little bit about our own identity. And then the present and aging, aging, uh, life lessons and legacies. So uh, with that, Mike, would you like to get started, bud? I would love to get started. Awesome. So Chris, tell me, what year were you born? I was born in the year of our Lord, 1971.
1: Okay. So you do your math, you go, well, that's that's another zero birthday.
0: That is another zero, yes.
1: <laughs> so on the day you were born, did your parents ever tell you like any crazy stories or anything that happened that day?
0: Not that I can remember. I know the pictures of me being born were in black and white.
1: <laughs> so, is that where they had the guy with the big hood and the big yes, thing that was poofy? Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> and and just to clarify for everyone listening, Mike is a little younger than I am.
1: Yep. Not by
0: much, but... Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just turned uh, 44 a couple weeks ago, so.
0: Happy birthday, Mike. You know, we'll have, another, have to have another toast for you later. <laughs>
1: we will do that. So, where were you born?
0: In the beautiful city of Burlington, Iowa, on the banks of the Mississippi.
1: Okay. I was just born across the river, Carthage, Illinois. Carthage,
0: Illinois, yes. yes. So, Midwestern natives, amen. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so, how about, where, what neighborhood you grow up in? What it look like?
0: It was a, your typical American neighborhood. Sadly, it's changed from what it was when I was a kid. I had a school across the street from me, which is a school I went to, an elementary school. I had a, a empty lot that we played baseball in. This was the 70s and 80s, and we didn't have the element of our society today that had kind of at least this town. And I, I don't mean to bring the town down, but the neighborhood I lived in is not... Thriving like it was when I was a kid, yeah. but it was your typical 1980s American city. Yeah. You know, we did whatever we could to play around. You know, the kids at the kids in the uh, neighborhood and have a good time.
1: Awesome. So. Well, I grew up outside of Hamilton, Illinois, so a little town of about three thousand people. But I was actually eight miles north of town, so out in the country. That's awesome. man. So closest neighbor was you know three four telephone poles away. Yes. But the cool thing was, I had uh, my best friend lived a mile and a tenth away. I had a cousin live three miles away, so same thing back in the '80s and whatever. You just go; it's a five minute bike ride.
0: Yes, yes, we just bike ride, did bike ride. Oh yeah, man! I had I drove the wheels off my bike, and then we'd eventually, uh, you know, take our bikes and try to ramp them and do things with them and wheelies.
1: And- yeah. <laughs> so my neighborhood was growing up in the country, and so I had a pond like literally fifty foot from my house. I had the woods right there, so I was always entertained with something that was. <laughs> later video games but for them it just it was just oh yeah go outside, outside and do something yeah
0: as you mentioned before your your toys that your favorite toys growing up were being outside you know yeah and you know what's funny as you mentioned that my retirement plan is living in the country away from everybody oh yeah that's my my retirement plan. <laughs> i know we're we're skipping to the end of life but uh yeah that's where i want to end up is where you grew up
1: that sounds solid. Well, my retirement age, the Social Security statement said death plus 20. So, yeah. so we'll see what happens there. Nice. So, so what were your parents like?
0: My parents were your typical mom and dad. I was the oldest of five. So they had their hands full. Dad and mom both worked. My mom, I just recently lost last October, actually, when we recorded the last episode. And I've been doing my best to take care of dad from afar. But they were just solid blue collar parents that uh, raised five
1: great kids. Awesome. My mom was a teacher, and so she didn't start teaching until my uh, younger sister went uh, went to first grade. But mm-hmm. she taught high school special ed. So if you want to talk awesome. about heroes, oh yeah, she was just awesome. And my Absolutely. dad was a uh, lifelong guy that worked in a factory. He was a maintenance guy, so another one of my role models because he could fix anything. Yes,
0: jack of all trades.
1: Absolutely. That's awesome. So between your mom and dad, which one was the more strict or who could you get away with stuff with?
0: Uh, Dad was more strict. You know, it was the days of the belt, man.
1: (laughs) Yep. And you don't want your dad to be
0: upset or pissed off when he came home. Or, you know, he's already working, whatever he's doing. And then, yeah, my dad was blue collar, worked in the uh, grocery business for a long time and then worked for our local ammunition plant. uh, But mom was usually, mom wasn't the easiest to, to get away with stuff either, but she was usually
1: less lethal. There's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, so so my dad worked a lot of midnights, and so it wasn't one of those, wait till your dad gets home. Yeah. So it was, I will just say it this way. There's a lot of things I should have got that I did not deserve. There was a few I got I didn't deserve at that moment in time, but yeah. in the grand scheme of things, we turned out, me and my sister turned out well. Yes, so yes. yes. I uh, couldn't appreciate that anymore.
0: <laughs> That's wonderful.
1: So, you know, growing up, both my parents were heroes, but did you have any, like, heroes or role models as a kid?
0: You know, I, I always looked up to my grandpa, which is my dad's dad. He, he was in the Marine Corps. Uh, dad was in the Navy. Uh, a lot of my a lot of my life, and, and I think it, we'll talk that, about that here in a little bit, was settled down and made the way it is through my time in the military. Sure. And, and I always had the utmost respect for my grandpa. And he, what he did in life, and I was kind of wanted to have what he had, um, and be solid like that. So, um, plus he had my grandma, which she was a spit, uh, a spitfire, a pistol, you know. <laughs> and uh, God bless him. And I kind of have that at home now too. And it, it, it it's, it's kind of funny. It's how life imitates life. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> so.
1: Well, so for me, one of my role models was definitely my grandpa Sewell, my mm-hmm. my my uh, mom's dad, and lifelong farmer, uh, church elder, hardworking guy, raised four kids mm-hmm. on, you know, just did well with what he had, right. So so um, would not. It was just awesome. He was actually in World War II, drove a wrecker and followed Patton.
0: Yes, you mentioned it. Yeah, that. so wanted to have an
1: MRE with him. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes, awesome man. So. So you know, you talked about your different family, what they did. Uh, what did you want to be when you grew up?
0: Well, I've actually talked about this in a previous episode. I wanted to be a fireman after watching Emergency, and as I was like a three-year-old with my little, I do remember vividly. I had a little uh, little toy fire truck steering wheel, and had a little gear shift and a little siren. I remember playing with that and watching Emergency when I was like three or four years old. Driving along
1: with the guys. Yes, guys.
0: yes, oh yeah. Um, I still remember that to this day, and and it's awesome that back in uh, 1996 I got a chance to for ten years, uh, live that, you know, and then realized it was a young man's game. But you yeah. know, I talked about that before. Right. But I have some other aspirations now. I'm kind of doing it right now, talking uh, on my own little podcast. I've done a little radio, a little sports announcing. I would love to get back into that. But, you know, it, it's funny how life is like that, you know. Um, and I truly think that my voice and the stuff I do, really for fun, just because I like doing it, um, is a gift from God. Absolutely. So, and and I figure that he'll open a door when it's time. I don't want to force that
1: door open. Yep.
0: And that's just, that's how I, I mean, that's kind of how I live life, man, you know. Uh, take it how the good Lord gives it to me, and and
1: can't be lazy. Accept it.
0: No, no,
1: no. Can't no, be lazy. No, you got to work no. and hustle. But right. mm-hmm. make your own. But yeah, God provides. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to be a farmer. My grandpa's a farmer. He lived out in the country. Or I lived out in the country. I wanted to farm, and mm-hmm. I just knew as I got older into high school that it takes a lot of money, and it takes a lot of land, and it was just yes. unfortunately, yes. But now that I live in town, even though I have a just lot, it is full of flowers and trees. Yeah, Garden, it is every square inch is maximized. So
0: Well, you're farming something else, too. Yeah. <laughs> that we're going to abide later.
1: A little wine. Uh, ladies and so, gentlemen,
0: he is a winemaker connoisseur. He's a. Uh, so uh, I see a Mike Davis winery in the future. So uh, get your orders ready. He'll fill them, trust we're, me. We're doing it. So. <laughs>
1: So, when you were a teenager, what did you do for
0: fun? Oh, man. Teenagers today would have no idea what we did. We, I mean, you got your first car when you were 16, right? Right. And then we would cruise. Yes, I'm talking like American Graffiti type cruising for those of, of that age or, you know, if anybody knows what cruising is, you get in your car, play your music, go hang out with your friends I don't even know if kids today know what the hell that is. Put on we, 200
1: miles and go nowhere.
0: We have a park in town that we, there used to be hundreds of us kids every Friday and Saturday night just parked in there, music turned up, and everybody ha- hanging out and having a good time. And I don't even know, I think if you try to get 300 kids together here, they'd all be on their phones. You know what I'm
1: saying? Well, and not tearing stuff up, but just hanging <laughs> yes. out.
0: There was no cell phones, guys. We actually talked. We had face-to-face conversations. We'd throw the football around. We'd throw the Frisbee around. You know, we play music, just do whatever, you know, other things.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so it was was the same thing for me as a teenager. You know, you hang out with your friends until you get your license. You know, you do sleepovers and hang out, whatever else. But once you get the car, it didn't matter how junky and rusty, unless it ran good enough. Game on. But same thing, we would cruise and always end up at the same, you know, half dozen spots, and you just Mm -hmm. that's just what you did. Exactly. So what time did you have to be home at night? Well, when
0: I was a kid and I was playing around the – it was usually when the street light came on or mom and dad would holler and and he came in. And then when I got to be older, it was like eleven and then midnight, I think, or whatever. Yeah. But
1: but yeah, I mean it was it was literally Chris anyway. <laughs> so growing up in the country we actually had a dinner bell. Nice. And so if I was at the neighbors, which is like a grandma to me or out in the woods, mom would ring the dinner bell and I could be like a mile away and literally hear it. <laughs> So I would be home in 5 to 20 minutes because it right. may be a mile over hills and stuff. So
0: Right. Well, that's awesome. That, no, it that was, work like It was that. great.
1: Uh, so you said driving. What was your first car?
0: My first car was a 1973 Olds Omega. I bought it for 100 bucks. Sweet.
1: About three mile a gallon? Yeah. Yeah, it was a 350. Three
0: gallons a oh, mile? Yeah, it had, had some damage on it, but you know what? It was a car. It rolled. My second car was a truck, and that's... Probably one of my favorite of all time, a 1969 Chevy pickup.
1: Oh, awesome. Wish beautiful. I still
0: had it today, man.
1: <laughs> and for, you know, 40000 you can oh, buy it at Bear yeah, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah.
0: <laughs> Bear Jackson or Mika Auto Auction. Yeah. yeah. What was yours?
1: Uh, my first car was that '86 Grand Am. It nice had a sunroof. I mean, it was it was all right. '90, '86. By the time I added some uh, some speakers to it, and you know, well, yeah, shake off the mirror. Come it was, on, man! <laughs> it worked out well. It was it was a fun car.
0: Oh man! Oh yeah, back in the day, I remember taking some speakers from a, stereo, a home stereo I got like at a garage sale and wired them into my truck.
1: <laughs> Barely nothing.
0: Jamming the Foreigner, I think. <laughs> Jukebox <No>. Hero. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise.
1: Well, so that kind of wraps up the childhood section. Yeah. But um, but are we ever grown up? Are we ever adults? As we age, <laughs> you know, that kind of gets us into the... You asked uh, that earlier, didn't you? Yeah, into the adulthood <laughs> section. So I know the answer, but tell them, did you serve in the military? Uh,
0: you're damn right I did. <laughs> the United States Air Force from 1989 to 1996. And... Those of you who've listened to my first episode uh, when I paid tribute to veterans, like my grandfather and my dad and and, uh, and some other friends that I have, that, uh, yeah, that's one of the most proudest things in my life that I've done.
1: And I thank you for your service.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Um,
1: I come from a large military family. I knew I wanted to go into physical therapy. My dad was mm-hmm. in the Marines in Vietnam. Um, it just, the cards didn't play out for the career right. path I wanted. I regret it some, but I also... I love what I do, and I've been doing physical therapy for 20 years, so it must have worked out okay. So. Well,
0: make sure you tell your dad I said thanks for his service. Uh, I will. And, and as I learned from my grandpa, once a Marine, always a Marine. Oh, yeah. It doesn't... Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. how it goes. <laughs> Semper Fi. Yep.
1: <laughs> so, I know your lovely wife, but yes, how did yes. you meet that lovely wife of yours?
0: Oh, well, it's, it's a story that gets told 10 different ways, but... Uh, <laughs> We were actually both working in the same location and different we were both working in the mall here, local mall, and I was in a store and she was working for the mall and she would come in to visit uh, one of the people that worked there and I got to talking to her and you know, a few years later we decided to start dating and yeah, that was about what, six years, seven years ago. She her her version is totally different, but you know Perception. the same result ended yep. up I always point at my finger on my left hand saying How how did that end? How did this story end? And then she just
1: gives me a look. And you know the look. (laughs) Half empty or half full, you did well.
0: Exactly.
1: Well, I met my lovely bride. uh, 21 years ago, I was uh, very happily single, playing cards with the boys. And this knockout just walks in. And there you go. So, uh, you know, married 17 years and two kids later. There you go. That's
0: awesome, man. Congratulations. And I'll tell you what I hope to be. I mean, we just recently got married um, back in twenty nineteen. Yep, <laughs> yes. Which you were my best man. Yep. Thank you, sir. Uh, married on the beautiful beaches in North Carolina at Ocean Isle Beach. If you are listening and you want to want to go to a beach that's really not uh, touristy. touristy, yeah. And I mean, mind you, it's not a Florida beach. It's not like a pretty, pristine, clear water beach. It's gonna be, you know, it's it's murky, but it's it's beautiful. Um, and it's serene, and it's just, if you just want, the North Carolina coast is gorgeous. So, if you're ever in North Carolina, I recommend at least hitting the beach once, um, just to take it in. It just makes you feel, that's one reason we went there. We just loved the, um, how beautiful it was, how serene it was. And incidentally, as we're talking about my wedding, anybody who's listening to this podcast will see the beach in question. Right there on my Sea yep. of Shining Sea uh, uh, card, page, whatever. So, Logo. Yes, yes. So uh, there's full circle, man. That's where I got married. And uh, she's my best friend. I love her to pieces. I miss her because she didn't make the trip with me. But I'll see her tomorrow. And But yeah, she is my best friend. And we we make a pretty damn good team together.
1: That's a powerhouse. Yeah. Yes. So uh, what do you got for kiddos? I got a, I got a group. <laughs> yep. I have two
0: beautiful daughters. Um and one of them is a nurse. The other one's in college studying to be a middle school teacher. So a couple of hardworking young women that hopefully I've helped instill that work ethic um, as I myself am a hard worker. And then I have two other beautiful stepdaughters. The one that is, is graduated college, the other one who's a, a freshman in high school, and then a stepson. Who is as big as I am, and could play football if he wanted to. He's my buddy. We uh, we do stuff around the house, and he helps me out working on stuff in the garage. And then, uh, but he's he's uh, fourteen. He's fourteen. Yep. Um, so no little ones. Thank the Lord because I'm fifty, and I don't need any more little <laughs> ones. If it's going to be a little one, I want to be a grandpa, and y'all could take them home. So
1: or have a nephew yes, and just pass them yes. on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have a daughter that's a freshman in high school, so I mean, 15 and a half, so it's nice to have that extra driver in the house. Kind of nice. And then I have a son that's in sixth grade, so it's it's pretty awesome. i
0: tell you what, man. there There is nothing like being a dad. That is the greatest feeling in the world. That is... And to me, it comes so naturally. I don't know. I think to you, the same way. Oh,
1: same way. I mean. So do you think the, the girls are like you? I do. Yeah.
0: I do. And I think that... Even though, you know, I came into their life late, um, I try to what's the word I'm looking for? Influence or mentor or be, a mentor guide. Or be guide guide them in, in the right direction and, and try to be kind and 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 humble and and to not take or not take for granted what they have in life. Yeah. And the biggest thing is the work ethic. You know, I think a great work ethic. Something our society has really flushed down the toilet, man. Lacking. I mean Terribly, terribly, and and I try to do my part in my circle of life to keep my people around me, you know, working as hard as they can. You know,
1: every day I work in a nursing home and I work with the greatest generation. It's just not Absolutely. a name. It is a, oh, yeah. It's that for a reason. Absolutely. You know, I have a couple of World War II vets that I mm-hmm. see every single day, and so the tidbits of information I get to steal from them, I get the pleasure and the privilege to work with. Mm-hmm. I try to instill that into my life, into my family's life. Awesome. With doing stuff with my school district and my church. You know, I try to pass on those kids because the grit that our kids have now is not what it was mm-hmm. from two generations back. Nowhere not near. at all.
0: Not at all. And while it's great to make the kids feel good, I think we need to.
1: Not take another trophy, right. another ribbon. Push
0: them out of the nest a little bit and let them fly because some, most of the time they surprise themselves.
1: But we create these safe little bubbles where yeah. everybody just thanks yeah. for showing up and good job. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, so I mean that kind of takes care of the kids and stuff. But what do you think about? Um, do you have any little goofy sayings or expressions that drives your wife crazy? That you yes, want to say? Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Probably the biggest one. You know, I, I uh, my brother always used to say "love, peace, and chicken grease," or I, <laughs> <laughs> just some sh- crazy shit like that. But, uh, the one that I like to really get her going is, uh, she'll say something and you know, like, oh, you didn't do this. And I'll say, yep, that's the story. And then she, she, now I got her finishing my sentence. So
1: that's not like an 80s sitcom hook line.
0: (laughs) Actually, it came from a John Wayne movie, McClintock. And there was a, a line where he's fighting with his wife at the time, you know, they're battling back and forth and he... And she said something. And she goes, yep, that's a story. And uh, <laughs> I, I just that stuck with me ever since. And it just it's funny, it's funny because I always say it. But
1: what about you? So no really special sayings, but I have a little anecdote or something to relate something to something every single time. So I can't even give an example, but <laughs> I have a little just just do it. Yeah, yeah, you know, just. <laughs> Just do it, please. It just makes things so much easier. Uh, Yeah, cut the bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Pitter-patter, let's get at her. (laughs) Oh, yes. So, you know, thinking about uh, 50 years of life, um, what's maybe like one, two, three of the biggest things that ever happened in your life, whether it be a news story or things that happened to you personally? Just kind of three big things.
0: Mm. Getting inducted in the the United States Air Force, I have to say that was pretty freaking huge. Um, you know, the, the birth of my children and marrying my wife, um, those, those are probably the three most important things in my life that have happened. But I mean, I've lived through, and talk about news stories. Yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, just to, you, you know, it, cause I'm a media guy kind of thing. Um, but the challenger in 1987, yep. uh, I was in drafting class and watched it on TV. I remember watching that happen. hmm The, uh, that I remember. Um, I remember when Reagan got shot, 1980, Um, that was kind of the same thing, and uh, 9-11, I talk about that a little bit on my uh, podcast about firefighting, being a firefighter during 9-11 and watching it live unfold on like the Today Show, and uh, how kids today have no idea how important that day was, how tragic that day was, and I I have a DVD of a documentary where that I'm sure you've seen it or heard it, where they're inside building two, tower two, and the they're pump, 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 pump. It's people jumping, hitting the ceiling or hitting the the roof. Yeah, and it's eerie. It's very eerie. It's very eerie. But yeah, that'll be a day. That's uh, that's on my bucket list to go to that site where they've erected a monument. You know, the big fountain and whatever. But uh, but yeah, I would say you know. Taking a look at, at my life and and then I actually had one of my best friends growing up, uh, Rich Estes was his name. He lived in Danville, Iowa, and he passed away a year after that. And we were te- talk, we weren't texting, but we had called each other a couple times to. to he was a firefighter, and we were talking about that. And I talked about that at his funeral, that I shared that bond with him, that we were talking back and forth that day.
1: Right. So, um, yeah. That's pretty big stuff. Yeah.
0: So Um, got serious. I need a drink. Yep. Mm (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: for me, me, the biggest things in life, you know, just uh the big milestones, marriage and kids. I mean, just Amen, brother. Amen. Maybe securing that first real job. That's not a bad deal. That's that was that was pretty good too. So that's not a bad deal. Anyway.
0: What about your first beer? (laughs) Anyway. At ten years old.
1: Oh. So
0: Sipping on our old style. So this question
1: says, <laughs> "You win a million bucks tomorrow. That's not big money, really. You win three hundred million tonight on Powerball. What are you doing with it?"
0: I'm buying a house in the mountains and going to name it Chris Casey's Big Ass Mountain Party Bar. <laughs> you know?
1: yeah. With a no. moat and gators. Oh and a-
0: yeah, yeah. No, see, I would, I would, uh, I would find a couple places to build homes. I would. Probably own my own media corporation or radio station, or I would invest it into something I love. Be hands on. I would help all my family, my children, friends. Yep. Make everybody a part of my world that is already there, and and just see where the Lord leads me. Really, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't just blow it all. I'd probably invest three quarters of it
1: and spend the rest. So, absolutely. Uh, what about you, Big Dog? Well, 2020 was an interesting year, even though I was oh my God. I was an uh, essential healthcare worker. My uh, W 2 said I only worked about a third of a year. Jesus.
0: 2022 can kiss my ass. So, 2020,
1: 2020 can kiss my ass. <laughs> so, you know, I had all the time in the world, but when I only have uh, limited resources, it um, gave me some good time to focus on, you know, projects of passion. So, Yes. Spending time with my church in different ways, uh, spending time with my family and my friends. So I know who's in my phone. I know who I talk to on a regular basis. So, you know, my uh, regular cell phone will disappear. And the uh, the big global phones you see on every spy movie, <laughs> I'll be having one of those. So if I... With the retina, with the retina. Uh... <laughs> so if I hit the lottery, you will know it or you will not. Yep. It's real simple. <laughs> Where's Mike? I don't know. <laughs> I will change my name to Chris Casey, and we'll be moving on. But no, um, no, They'll be part of CKC Media, <laughs> CKC Nation. There is so many things that you can do with your time and energy yes. and efforts. And um, even though I invest my time and effort towards my uh, residence, I love my wonderful nursing home. Yes, um, there's tons of things I would love to do. Okay. so
0: oh yeah, and and help out with, and you know, uh, I would I would definitely. Get down on my knees and pray to God, what should I do with this? Right. I mean, that's where that's where it all starts.
1: Right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's all a gift no matter what you have or you don't <laughs> yeah, have. Exactly. Well, so that kind of segues right into, you know, if you had that, you had unlimited money. What do you do for fun?
0: What do I do for fun? Nothing. <laughs> or this. <laughs> all right. So talking about getting older, the older you get, everybody. The more you hope for a day where there's actually nothing, nothing to do, no errands to run, no work, no just sitting or walking or just doing something you enjoy, like today. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast. This is the most I love having this and drinking beer.
1: Have a nice so breakfast. This we morning. had a nice
0: breakfast uh, with a buddy. I and... just I think the older you get, the less busy you have to be. I think I sent you a meme or something that said. You don't realize... You realize when you're an adult that having absolutely nothing to do is the greatest thing ever. Oh, yeah. You know, so... <laughs> it's, I think, because our society is such a busy society. We always got to be doing something. We always, I mean, there's always something to do, but I think mentally, physically, it's better if you have that time to recharge, you know. I took a nap this afternoon.
1: Man, I feel like a million bucks now. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ready for a fun evening, so... A
0: fun evening, yes, yes. We're going to... Try the touch of the grape from the Mike Davis Winery. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, what about you, brother? Society thinks the uh, busier you are, the better things are. Um, and we lead a very busy life. But if you make my Google Calendar, it is big stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of things that I could be doing. But if I don't want to, I don't show up. Yes. I just say no. <laughs> so, you know what I do for fun? I spend time with my friends and family. If Fa- Absolutely. If we go out and do something, if there's a band playing or a comedian or whatever... We are the fun. We are the entertainment. Absolutely. It's just that's a venue to go do it at. Absolutely. So uh, this next week we start sand volleyball for didn't, the year.
0: Didn't you mention that yesterday? You talked about us being the entertainment no matter what.
1: Oh yeah, it doesn't matter.
0: You go to be entertained, and then we be there. You know, we're we're, we're it. So yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, it didn't take much, but for fun, just hang out. It's it's yes. okay.
0: Yes. Enjoy friends and family. Life is too damn short. Something I've learned over the last year, and cherish every moment you have together.
1: Well, and so that's kind of like, who do you trust and who do you depend on? Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of the next question: who do you trust? Who do you depend on?
0: Mm-hmm. Friends and family, yeah. for the most part. I mean, we all have—I call it the circle um, or, or group or, or the hand. Yep. You know, how many out of the five people you can call at a drop of a hat. You know. The older you get, that tends to shrink. Yep. You know, the one person I do trust is the great Lord above. Absolutely. So um, that's where
1: that's where I have the most trust. How people get, think they get by? Yes. Good luck and whatever.
0: Yes. <laughs> Everybody needs Jesus.
1: <laughs> and some more than others. Yes. No. <laughs> so what are some things that are, like, important to you right now?
0: Uh, health. Health and happiness. Top Top of my making sure everybody's healthy, not just me, Uh, me of course, but you know, whether it be my kids, my wife, family, friends, making sure nobody's struggling. And if I can help them, you know, I'm a helper, I'm a fixer. That's my job. That's a guy. You know, I'm, I'm a fixer. How can I help? You know, and sometimes they don't want help. You just kind of got to do what they, as soon as they say, Hey,
1: okay, I'm right there. So that's what we do. mm -hmm. So for me, um, it's kind of bridging the gap between the cool people I get to work with every single day, Mm -hmm. knowing my 20 years of experience, my passion is what I want to do and just trying to, to pass it on and really just show that, that love, that passion and you know some skill mixed in there. So trying to pass on that wealth of information. That's wonderful, man. That's wonderful. kind of what we're shooting them for, but Mm -hmm. so, you know, you kind of mentioned this is kind of a, kind of a zero birthday. So yeah, whichever one it was. So, you know, fifty used to be kind of a, a different milestone when you look back as being a kid. Right, right. But how do you feel now with about growing old or growing older? Or? I think it's.
0: I try to do it with dignity and be like be like wine, wink, wink. You know, they they you get the 20, uh, 30s and new 20s, twenty thirties a new, four, 20, 30's a new 20, 40s a new 30, 50s a new forty. Uh, age is just a number. I mean, we're all damn kids, even though we're fifty. Yeah. You know, it just. The older you get, the more decisions you got to make. The you know so on and so forth. I I think I'm enjoying it. My forties were great. I thought my I met the love of my life. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a lot of things happened in my forties, but I'm looking forward to the fifties. You know, I am looking forward. You know, living in Carolina and 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 loving life down there and just seeing what the future holds for me down there. Yeah. And who knows, Chris Casey, uh, where where that is going to go? You know. <laughs> So the the future's there. I don't think I'm on the back end of my life. I think I'm right in the middle, and uh, the good Lord willing, you know, uh, the older we get, the better medical technology
1: gets. Oh so. yeah, yeah. There's through better uh, science. And, but know, uh, for me, I mean, teenage years we we got through them. Yep, they were good, but we got through them. Twenties, you learn just a ton of stuff about yeah. everything. Thirties, you kind of start to figure some things out. I'm loving my 40s. Man, this is great. Yeah. Um, I am blessed with a maternal grandma that's 94. Awesome. Zero medication, lives on the farm. She can just, <laughs> she's awesome. And so What's, I know I may be around for a long time, so I'm kind of like trying hope to. Hope good stock, right? Yeah, it just means don't screw it up early <laughs> on because you may live a long time.
0: We're old enough to know better and still too young to care. I think that's, that's a song. <laughs>
1: it, or it'd be a good song. So, you know, being the age we are now, what do you look forward to?
0: Uh, waking up every morning yep. and, and I'm I, I, I know that sounds funny but when you've had some health issues that have kind of stared you in the face and no Chris Casey's not going away and no I'm not like super sick or anything but you get to an age and have some health issues and you got to kind of you kind of got to be what's well, self-deprecating would that be the word I'm looking for That's probably a good one um that when you wake up in the morning and I tell my wife this I say she goes, how you doing this morning? I said, I'm upright, not taking a dirt nap. Yeah. And she goes, you're silly. I said, I'm just being real. <laughs> you know? So, you know, it, it, at this age, there's people I went to high school with that have passed away. There's people that I know that are younger to me than passed away. And and it was either sudden or all of a sudden. And take every day for what it's worth. I mean, really.
1: So, um, you know, every day is a blessing. We are not promised or guaranteed a single thing. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. For me, probably one of the biggest things is, um, you know, being a guy, You just we're not real big on emotional things, but right. try to make sure that I tell people thank you for whatever Absolutely. that small thing is and mm-hmm. tell everybody I love you and I appreciate right. you for what you are, no matter what that thing is, but I love you no matter what because we are not promised or guaranteed.
0: I tell my wife every day she makes dinner and she probably thinks I'm silly but I try to never take anything for granted in life, ever.
1: <laughs> well, I uh, work in a nursing home, and so what I tell my residents, they may be 70, 80, 90, we had a gal that was 106. Yeah. Um, I'm at a higher risk of being in, in, in obituaries as I drive 20 miles to yeah. work, and I, I do whatever else. They're in a recliner, it may or may not happen, yeah. so um, we're not promised That's to guarantee good. anything. So, um, That's a
0: good point of view, man.
1: So I just try to make sure I tell everybody <laughs> Thank you for whatever it is, no matter if it's just me a, a burger or you know, I love you, but you know, it means a lot. So
0: So to everyone listen, thank you so much for downloading and listening to Sea to Shining Sea with Chris Casey. So there's a shameless plug. That's but, there you go. <laughs> I am trying to be gracious. Every episode before I get started, I try to give a shout out. So
1: oh, and that's great. So, you know, as we kind of start to wrap up, this kind of gets us into the uh, last section of life lessons and legacies. Legacies. This is kind of, um, you know, for our great grandkids and whatever else, or mm-hmm. just anybody listening, no matter where in the world you are, you know, it's kind of what do you want people to know about you and your experiences and the things you've done and seen? It's kind of like what do you want to pass on to others? So, you know, I guess kind of the first question would be what have been the most influential experiences in your life
0: probably the biggest one i'm, I'm going to tell you is my time in the air force my time in the air force made me the man i am today made me the fixer maybe the great guy maybe the guy to always call um i want to be the happy go lucky laid back grandpa dad you know uh, hardworking. whatever wh- all those all those adjectives could use that when when they lay me to rest, everybody's going to celebrate and enjoy that I was a part of their life. You know, kind of like the movie "It's a Wonderful Life." Yeah. You know, George Bailey thought he had a bad time, but man, if he did, if he wasn't there, those people wouldn't have been there either. So, it, while that's a movie, it just there's there's a lot of truth to that, right? You know, take what God gives you and do your best with it, and that's what I'm trying to do.
1: So, and I'm going to kind of take that in a slightly different direction, but it's it all ties together, you know. So what's been one of the most influential experiences in my life? Um, I think probably growing up through middle school and high school, going to um, suburb Bible camp, mm. and you know being in a little teeny tiny mm-hmm. church of 25 people, you don't get much exposure to mm-hmm. much, much stuff. But when you go to a church camp with 100 people, right. you start seeing things. And so you know once that world kind of expands and you kind of go, oh that was all right. So <laughs> I you know getting baptized my junior in high school in a lake. You kind of that uh, that kind of set a different career path on on how you kind of move forward with things. That's wonderful, man. But but same thing. We're all blessed and to get where we are, no matter how crazy or how wild the journey is. Yes, that uh, absolutely kind of takes us there. So, you know, over time, you know, how have you changed the way you look at kind of life and people? (laughs) (laughs) This this is going to be
0: a oh my god okay so knowing what i've done for a living not only being in the military but i was a correctional officer in a state prison for 12 and a half years uh, being a firefighter for 10 years i've seen the worst of this society i've seen things that would make your skin crawl make you throw up i've seen i've stared a guy who's been in prison for life and murdered his family i mean I've been in contact with people that are evil, straight evil. So this isn't a movie. This is not anything you see on TV. It's all made up kind of stuff. But in real life, I've been around those people. And I've been around situations in the fire department where this was, you know, somebody had passed away. I, you know, things that. Are, you're numb to the fact when it's happening, but after the fact, you see the world in a different shade of glasses. Yeah, um, I make jokes of it, just because if you want to sit there and get depressed about it, you could. That's a coping not mechanism. Me, not me. And then it's only something you could talk to other people who've served with you. It, it just It's one of those things. And you, probably being in the healthcare business, very similar. Oh, man. Similar type of, you know, while it's not as... as Deep. Or whatever. but Oh, we see some stuff, but, too. But, and I think you see the world different colored glasses. It, it's not as rainbows and unicorns as people think. You try to make your world around you as best as you possibly can and not let the evil in this world get it to be a part of you. You know, so that's me. Yep. That's me, and that's how I view the world.
1: So for me, the older I get, the uh, less I watch the news.
0: I don't watch the news anymore. No. I don't. Um,
1: I keep myself aware of, I read the newspaper headlines, and Mm -hmm. I know what's going on, but I don't go down that rabbit hole. Nope. (laughs) I know if I had to say one thing about what have I learned about life to this point in time, blessed. Real simple. Amen, brother. And so what I know is that um, when you see what looks like the perfect family with the perfect situation, Mm -hmm. you just go, boy, I envy them a lot of times they have more struggles than whatever else.
0: Envy is t- not a good, that's not a good
1: optic. Yeah. So when I just go, just be grateful, mm-hmm. be humble, whatever you have, and um, absolutely, you know, and show people love because you have no idea what happened in their morning. Their right. day must be just maybe going rough. Right. So, mm-hmm. so I guess when I look at... Um, always be kind. Always be kind. Um, and so that's kind of my thing, I guess how my view of life has changed of, Nobody is perfect. Nobody has a perfect life. We're all blessed with what we have no matter how much we do or we don't have and just be thankful for what that what that really is. So, you know, I guess I got kind of just one more just kind of final question for you. And so Alrighty. Um, this is a legacy thing. So, A legacy. Hmm. So we're in a digital age. This podcast is going to go on forever and ever and ever. Yes, yes. Let's hope so. So <laughs> what would you like your children or your grandchildren or great, 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 grandchildren to remember about you that i was kind and
0: loving and gentle and always always there for them that i could be the rock that they can lead on be superman and hold them up you know the shoulders have the shoulders to be there to hold them up right um, for whatever they need i am not about me at all and you know that oh absolutely i'm all about helping everybody else and it's like this weekend I, this is weird being here and everybody's coming for me. It's just not
1: You have to serve attention. Yeah. It's not it's weird.
0: I'm I'm usually the guy to help in the 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 support team that you know. So if I could be remembered as as being a kind, gentle man who loved his family, who was the rock and held them together the best I could um, and was always there. So that would be it, man.
1: And I would say almost just exactly the same thing: solid, just dependable, loving, fair, hardworking, and just um, just that just that good person. Mm-hmm. So
0: well, I appreciate you, man, doing all your uh, doing the moderations. Uh, if you're in your car, give give Mike a big hand for stepping in, my co creator, ladies and gentlemen. This was not a. I mean, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun either way. And we kind of dug into some stuff, you know. But when you're looking back at life over 50 years, you're yeah. going to look back. We've all had ups and downs. We talked about who would play us in a, in a life story, yeah, remember? absolutely. You know, and what would it be? Would it be a comedy? Would it be oh, a... It's comedy. It's a comedy.
1: It's no it's drama. A, it's
0: comedy. Mine's a road comedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's a couple uh, uh, knuckleheads that aren't here that... Oh, yeah. Maybe next time, part three, part deuce... Or, Tree. Trace? Tree. Trace. Deuce. There we go. That's pretty much what it would be if we added a couple more people here. Quattro. A deuce show. Yes.
1: Double deuce. Double Quattro.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap things up. I'll tell you what. I think after this episode, I'm going to record, finally, dun, 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 a baseball episode. A good friend of mine who played baseball for the App State uh, Mountaineers in Boone, North Carolina. Awesome. Uh, he ended up having to leave baseball after an injury, but uh, he's a good friend of mine today. And I think we're going to talk about our top five baseball movies. Ooh, one of them, fun. one of my top five, might have to do with Iowa. So you know, I might have an obscure one in there too. But uh, yeah, so top five baseball movies. I know everybody's listened to the top five football movies. It's one of my most downloaded episodes so you know we love our sports here but thanks again mike for for the sequel absolutely part, D, part duh
1: and part duh. so before we leave i want to give my uh give a special uh birthday shout out to my buddy sean so okay in case awesome. you uh see my buddy sean around wish him a happy right. birthday also he
0: has an awesome birthday then if, if he, it's the same as mine so.
1: i bet it is so <laughs> all right <Anyway>. thanks, chris
0: <laughs> thanks mike and uh just remember have a great day but a better tomorrow. I'm Chris Casey and this is Sea the Shining Sea.